Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Listening with Eli. I'm your host, Elijah Pistana. You probably were wondering what were these previous recordings that you were listening to involving this weird word called rhetoric. Well, I'm taking a class called Rhetorical Theory and Analysis. Analysis. Uh, within my university studies and within my things instead of writing a seven page paragraph or pages about a topic of rhetoric I thought it was just beneficial to create you know a podcast version of these particular topics in a very encouraging uh, and informative way and so I'm gonna be doing a final project which involves rhetoric and how it affects a particular issue in focused on a particular audience itself. And I'm going to be using all the appeals that I learned within this course. And within that, it's supposed to be like my, my magnum opus of the course, right? So within this, I have to choose a particular issue and a particular audience. And how can I use the appeals to get this audience to understand and appreciate this issue more, right? So within that, I want to tackle media literacy. I know, it sounds so weird and random, but I think it always fascinates me how we've consumed media from ever since I was born and to reading about it even years on now. We've had such impacting technologies like the printing press, uh, the first computer, to even the concept of the World Wide Web. We've evolved from staying in a phone booth trying to call a person and waiting on the line for the phone to ring to instantly calling them with a small box that's able to transmit a message from a satellite dish, right? It's just crazy for me. And because technology has advanced so much, we have been susceptible to misinformation and just biased content, right? So that's why I think media literacy is something that I think I would like to tackle on. And the title itself is called Media Literacy, Smelling the BS. It's just something that came to my mind because sometimes we just have to see the bullshit and, and, and call it out. Um, had to mark the explicitive there. Um, I want to tackle this because of a particular study that I saw within Stanford University, which they saw in 2016, 80% of middle schoolers could not tell the difference between sponsored content and actual news stories when writing their reports in school. So how does it really affect it now? Because within these students, if they enter university or already within the workforce as they get older, they're going to be still susceptible to this misinformation and to become targeted by constant um, marketing campaigns that could probably hack and steal their information, right? Personal private data. It would affect how they're able to have an educated decision when they vote for their local officials. And it also affects big topics that affect social and political change. So that's why I think it's better to empower these individuals in consuming media and being able to know what they're reading and how they react to it. So I think when looking at this information now, I had to break it down in easy format. Like I said, I don't want to write a seven-page paper in Times New Roman 12 font. That's a, a, For me, I found that ludicrous because no person at my age would want to appreciate such information unless you're writing a thesis paper for people who write theses, if that's even a word. They'll appreciate that. But I think people within my age, we've we've – 
learn to appreciate audio visual formats, right? Everybody loves to go to the YouTube video to learn how to make a cake. Or everybody loves to listen to a podcast to see their favorite um, radio personality or their favorite YouTuber talk about their day, right? So I think that is, is where I want to go. Just as with the previous recordings that a lot of you listen to, um, I really want to make it funny, engaging, and informative at the same time. So I'm going to still pack that punch with the audio recordings and try to do like a little blog post. That's one of my weak spots, but I'll work on that. And I want to break it down within three particular points, right? So the title is Media Literacy, Smelling the BS. And there'll be three things that I want to tackle within each recording or each um, post, you would say. The first one is consuming knowledgeable content, right? Everybody just, when they look at a source or they show their friends uh, something they saw on the news, they literally just show their personal feeds and what they see on Instagram, right? But they don't really show the other side. They only literally see what they see. Why? Because the way social media was tented, intended for, it's personalized information. So depending on what you have saw previously or particular um, keywords or factors that you input in your apps, you get this personalized consumption of media. And that affects how you receive the message. So there are things that are called vacuum chambers and hive minds where everybody thinks about this one idea or this one belief and they don't really want to negotiate or literally look at the other side and see what if I'm wrong, right? So if you're a person that is adaptable and, and malleable to see different types of information and to have a conscious outlook of the world around you, that's able to make you understand what is being sent towards you, right? And that's the big point of consuming knowledgeable content. Ton of research, knowing both sides, and avoid those one single-minded, I would use the strong word, ignorant posts, right? Because we don't want that. We want the person to be able to be media neutral, uh, nonpartisan, uh, focusing on content like that, right? Because personally, that affected me. If you saw my thing of space, uh, not Space Force, of the 20, uh, the 2020 election and my personal thoughts on it, I, I went off on that. Listen to that. But anyways, that's first point. Second point, being aware of the rhetorical appeals of this message. I literally learned about rhetorical theory and what the heck the word rhetoric meant in this course. It took me 22 years of my life to find out what it meant. And I find it so important. I find it affects everything around me, whether it's I have to persuade my teacher to know that why my dog ate my homework or to be able to send a nice message to a friend of mine. I, rhetoric is very important, and I think it, it affects us the way we consume media. So if I'm able to, in an innovative way, show how rhetoric applies to media consumption, I think the best way to do it is to show who is writing to whom, who is the speaker and the audience, how those particular appeals that the writer is using is affecting the message itself, and what media are they using. The medium is the message, as you've probably heard of a guy named Marshall McLuhan that was a, an iconic theory that he used. Depending on the medium that is being used or the content that is being produced, it is affected by how we use the medium for that message, right? That's an important point because once we understand the rhetorical appeals, what is the writer using, and how it affects us, we're able to say, eh, 
that sounds like it's going towards this idea. Or it's not really being factual, it's being more opinionated. The final point I want to focus on is the consumer becoming the producer. So what's cool about the digital age is that you're able to comment and write about anything that you see. Before, you had this hierarchical firewall where you had to have a journalist or a director or a producer or an editor write an article, look at the topic, get all their sources, and post it in their platform. And we had to go to them to find out what was going on in the world around us or to see what was the greatest trend out there. It's different now. Because of digital media, we become everything's become accessible. And we're able to comment on these things in an instant. And that's where we have to click in that audience member's brain. It's like, hey, I can talk about this. I'm able to give my idea and my spin on it, right? Which is super cool. And once you have a person with an active voice in the conversation, they are able to call out the BS and create content that expands the bounds of debate and not close the conversation, right? And that's what I think is really important. With these three points, I'm able to show something that makes audiences within my age and younger audiences feeling empowered when they write a message, when they're able to consume digital media, and they're confident in what they are producing and saying themselves. Because in the end, we all just want to have an active voice in the world around us, right? And within that, I think that with my audiovisual component and how I just want to be appealing towards my age demographic, I think this multimedia concept will be very cool for people to look at, right? And as they like the content that's being produced, they're able to like, share, and appreciate the message that's being across them, right? And it supports more viewership for me in the end. And I just want to thank all of you guys who are listening to this. Most of you guys are my classmates, people that I admire, and also people who are listening from different parts of the globe. And I encourage you to continue listening to um, Listening with Eli. And thank you for joining this adventure with me. I'm Elijah Pistana, and... Hope you guys have an amazing day.